Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Cleaning Out the Closet. My name is Tracy. I am your host. Today's guest uh, is someone who is very impressive that I stumbled across uh, looking for people that struggled with addiction and had athletics issues in their life. And somehow I came across Rob Eastman. And uh, so Rob is here to tell everybody his story, his detox, um, how he got there, and then what he does with his life now. So thank you very much, Rob, for joining us and welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm always happy to get on and share stories with people trying to better their lives. Couldn't agree more. And, and the truth is, is especially when it comes to detox, it's so ugly and it's made to seem like it's so bad that nobody talks about it. When in fact, there's nothing u- ugly about it. It's just a purge. That's it. Yeah. Whether it's a substance or a medication, it's just a purge. You get sick and you shouldn't be afraid to talk about it. And you don't need to live in the shame of that. So tell us how everything started with you. So... Probably, you know, I'm a redheaded kid. Anybody that's redhead understands we got a little extra gear. Yep. So from a very young age, I had my ears stuck out. You know, I was a little teeny kid, so just bowling from day one. Um, And by the third grade, you know, I wanted to kill myself. I Just learning survival skills rather than social skills. Wow. (laughs) wearing a mask every day to be whatever you needed me to be so that you wouldn't beat me up or you wouldn't tell me I was dumb or ugly. And, and ultimately as that progresses, you start to believe it and that kind of becomes who you are. So went through junior high, you know, starting to act tough and fight back, like physically fight back and which caused even more problems and ultimately found drugs and alcohol in high school. And it took the pain away until it didn't, you know, it was, it was a great starter kit, but um, starter kit—that's an interesting. I like that term. You know, I think it. I would say drugs saved my life until they almost took it. It's like I was at that point in my life where it was either kill myself or I can't handle this weight anymore. How do I let go of it? And in a society where we don't talk about these things, that's right. You don't have options. So nope, you don't. First time. I- weed it was like oh my gosh that went my all my pain went away for a minute you know and eventually smoke one bowl and you get this amazing experience and you smoke a whole bag and you don't get the same and eventually i needed to add alcohol and pills and man i was a guard you added everything so it was everything that you added yeah what was your what was the worst drug that you think you did or that affected you the worst oh man easily heroin heroin that's and that detox is uh I did it. Yeah. I did it. So at the end of my addiction, I was doing meth, shooting meth, coke, and heroin, taking Xanax, drinking alcohol, and other pills on a daily basis. And like you're was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had, a, I died four times and spent a week in a coma, and you know the whole. I think I'm probably a lot of people who have ever gone hard in the streets those probably have some. But if I look back, you know, you were talking about detox. Yeah. If I look back before I even knew anything about mental health, before I knew about addiction, before I knew, it's like I detox every Monday through Thursday. I swore off alcohol every single week. 
until that feeling went away. And then I got messed up again and blamed it on the tequila. Or well, was, it the it on- was it the detox feeling or the emotional mental feeling? I think it's all the same. It all comes in. It's not like if it were just physical, then that would be fine. But that, that addictive part of the brain literally makes you feel like you're going to die. Yes, it does. So, and you, you know, could. I can take the flu all day long, but the emotional damage, like that's why we take the drug in the first place because we're not handling something well. And when that's taken away and then you add in sickness and your mind's like, all you have to do is take one more pill. All you have yeah. to do is take one more shot. And you know, it's just between a two second decision or being sick for a week. And that's it, it's being sick. Like when does it stop being about the drug and about avoiding dope sick? Where's the blurred line between that? Because I think so many people that use have a blurred line over it. Yeah, and then, you know, the part, the other scary part is one like we were talking before the show is is talking about it. How are you, dude? Can you take days off of work? Do you have the money you have? It's like, we know you got the money because you're spending it on dope that's going drain right. anyway you could get fired at any moment anyways but how long for me it was like how long do i want to do this you know i went hard from 15 to about 31 wow. and the amount of times i had a gun in my mouth the amount of times i tried to overdose the I'm amount so of times that i wanted to kill myself it's like wh- why would i want to do that when the exact when the culprit was the drugs and alcohol of course what, was the food was the women was the anything that i could abuse it became and at a certain point you build up that tolerance so you know a lot of people like i'd never do heroin then they do heroin they'd be like i'm never going to shoot it and then they shoot it and then like you're constantly blurring lines where you get done and you start to detox and you look back at all the things you did to get to this point and you feel like a failure you feel well, and I it's that's interesting that you say that because I think most people, and I'm gonna ask you, so when you were in your full detox, who was watching that? Who was in near you enough to see the the physical because I know heroin detox because I did it and I had nine straight months of it. So who was watching that and how did you explain that? And we know how shitty we already feel being in that state, like we're failures of society, we're at rock bottom, we're losers. Um, that's what has to change. It doesn't need to be that dark and make us feel like we're real people. Yeah. I think we need to make it, you know, detox is so expensive. It is. Detox. There needs to be some clinics where people can go in and make sure that they don't die. Like that's a beautiful thing. I want to build my biggest future plan is to build a detox center in a treehouse. Yeah. So that that's so not ugly anymore. It's beautiful. It's nature. It's music. It's self-love. It's self-care. And and then the shitty part of detox isn't as shitty. Yeah. And you have people that that, you know, come share it with you. I'm 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 inviting, I'm in detox right now. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm inviting people to come on the show. And and if you're in deprescribe or detox, come talk to me. This is what people want to see. Yeah, I think, and and ultimately, I feel like if we just change the narrative on mental health and make that a little more... It's coming, that's oh, just getting added with me too. Then we won't have as many addicts and we won't have, I mean, obviously it's always going to be there. Yeah, because it's too late now to, un- to undo what, what's done. But to 
help people understand their emotions as a little kid and that these opinions of others will not shape their life and that you know if we can just be a little bit better that way you know better educated parents better educated teachers better educated everybody on the planet less judgment um oh i mean honestly i live by way of since being off heroin which i didn't know it was heroin for 20 years um i have learned to just live uh no expectation no disappointment yeah and and no regret yeah and i think and then you've got like i just spoke at a college last night to a to a master's class for psychology and social work and asked them straight out like what are you going to do with this like everybody on the planet should be in recovery if you're abusing food if you're abusing religion if agreed you're abusing, if you're abusing your relationship because everyone's addicted to something they just don't admit it and it's like i was sitting there at this uh recovery workout we do a workout and then sat in a group and there was this lady and she was probably 60 or 70 pounds overweight and got around in the circle to her and she's like oh i'm sorry i don't understand addiction i'm just here to support my son and i'm thinking like take the like, pizza like food you like <laughs> and tell me you're not gonna freak out and go knock out three pizzas like everything, Diet Cokes, Fizz, or whatever those stupid drinks are called. Why, it's so hard to understand, like, our dopamine system and why it does this. And why that people aren't even aware that our dopamine is broken before we're even using anything. Because it's the, it's the, um, it's the message, right? The reward system that tells you this is going to be great before you even have that. Yeah. Um, so it's you know, scoring goals in a soccer game as a little kid, or now social media, how many likes do you get? How many times does your phone vibrate? There's so many things out there and so yeah. little on on the damage or, I mean, it's technology is not going away, but we just, if we understood it a little bit more and understand why it feels good and that you need to detox from that before you have to detox from that. That's right. There has to be boundaries is, for it. But some of us don't have a moderator. <laughs> like, no, I don't care about that. Because <laughs> we're just like, you know, honestly, for for me, I'm out here so new. I, you know, it's been six months, and I just, I can't even, you know, my my truest mission is to educate about detox or deprescribe, which people don't even know what deprescribe means, and that's yeah. also part of my education. It's to explain the difference between drug dependence and drug addiction, because. I didn't understand why I stopped taking Oxycontin and didn't want it again. I didn't understand that. I thought I was an addict until I started stopping. And then I was like, why don't I want this anymore? And I've never wanted it again since three and a half years. So there are people out there like me also that if they could just get through the detox or the deprescribing, if they might get to the other side and and be sober and know they're an addict and want to stay sober or be like me, someone who isn't even an addict. Yeah. How many out there did the Sackler suck in, overdrug, addicted, and they think they're addicts because they're dope sick? Yeah. And yeah, def definitely can happen. A lot of a lot of addiction starts with an injury. It all does. I, I can't tell. And I will tell you, most people that I've interviewed is, is um, alcohol, mostly alcohol and cocaine. Cocaine is a big, big, big one. 
but um, not the heroin um, and the opioid, like it's a separate, it's a separate group and the meth people are on a whole different level. Yeah. See, and I feel like meth and coke were the easiest ones for me to detox off of. I've heard that because of not, you don't physically. Xanax and even Suboxone. What was just- so you didn't do straight heroin, you went to Suboxone? Yeah, so I did Suboxone the first go round, and then the second, um, and back when Suboxone was like a life plan. Yeah. Right? They didn't, it wasn't a weaning tool. It was like, take this forever and you'll never do heroin again. Like, right on. Yeah. Um, but then the second time I did nothing. And so I just what was went, that like for you, doing nothing? From how much? Oh, man, I was, I went to medical detox. There's no way I would have died. I, I was wanna, like, but even in medical detox, do they just, they feed you, right? Medication. Yeah. Three-day taper for Suboxone. And then they give you something called Librium. Yeah, Librium. Which I think Xanax or something, just to kind of ease the pain of it. But it's not as addictive, especially when you only get like, three pills total right so the hospital for about seven days the only time you're in more is alcohol or right. ethadone right and so it so you was didn't have sick, sick. you weren't sick sick not that time but the few times when i tried to do it on my own at yes. home or i'm watching or my ex-wife or whatever the amount like the puking the shitting the restless legs the can't sleep the sweats the yes. all these they didn't feel like you're it's and like your whole central nervous system goes like shaking like this right oh, yeah. and your okay. guy feels like this is what i've told other people and they say it's spot on your 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 gi feels like it's on the agitator cycle of a washing machine yeah it just never stops churning like that yeah the pain like the physical pain the emotional pain the the, the brain racing a million the miles. darkness dark very dark and like you feel like you're gonna die anyway like just let me die can't believe you wake up again every time yeah and i think if you're not surrounded by people who understand it it makes it even worse because they're freaked out that's what happened to me you're a burden i didn't tell anyone it was a secret i faked it and worked through it sweating and uh not normal for me to have done that after 60 milligrams after 20 years and i just blew through it in 20 weeks myself yeah, yeah. i you know and so i don't re- anybody listening to this i don't recommend that you know you you follow that plan but you know there are very many ways to to detox off of whatever it is that you know you're you're either taking and you don't want anymore or you're addicted to um because yeah. your body is going to feel it and i am extremely motivated about this concept of detox and getting it on film and taking a very PG version of this to the schools so that these kids understand that if they, that they're saying yes, if they decide to say yes, just know that yes comes with two consequences. One is that you like it. And when you stop doing it, you're sick like this, or your parents are planning a funeral. So you yeah. have to, you have to know what your yes is coming with. Those are the con- possible consequences so that maybe a kid will say, you know what, after they see a detox video, you know, on, on YouTube, they're like, I think maybe I'm good. You know, I mean, who knows? Just one, one kid is all I want. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's definitely, that's just where the education comes into play of we're not teaching them not to do it. 
but if they do do it, they know the consequences. That's it. There's and no, no, and no parents, these kids don't want to hear it from their teachers, their officers, their health teachers, their, their parents or their principal. They want to hear it from people like you, from people like James, from people like me, who who have walked the walk, talked the talk, we're real, we're authentic, and kids need to be spoken to respectfully like they are your equal because that's how you get them to trust you. And then they're talking. It's, um, as a mom, you know, raised a 26-year-old, and so I I just know how those kids, I just know the way you do. You know what you see when you walk. So tell everybody what you do with the, and then thank you for sharing your, your detox. It's uh, um, so important. It's so, so, so important to talk about. Um, but tell everybody what you do now and, and how you stay in recovery and, and what you're doing, because it's incredible. So for me, fitness was the only thing I was ever good at. And then early in my recovery, my wife left, the bank took everything I owned, and my nice. dad died. Oh, I'm sorry. That's... It was, uh, real ass kicker. So I went back to studied only psychology and I just started taking what I learned there and applying it in fitness and became an ultra marathoner, cage fighter at 35 years old and skydiving and all these different things, just chasing that, uh, kind of facing all of my fears in a safe way. Yeah. Well, I'm not sure cage fighting is the same way, but if you say it is, I believe you. (laughs) But ultimately, it led me in. I got in a relationship, and uh, she had a son, and so I started helping coach some wrestling and saw the impact that I could have on kids. So I'm now a head coach at a a high school for wrestling. I'm a head coach at a junior high for wrestling. Love it. Youth treatment program called The Village Effect. I have a gym. I run a nonprofit. So I've just taken all my fells and pretty much I'm in the community. I speak to over 20,000 youth a year. Wow. Uh, We have curriculum. We have everything. And and it's like all the things that I feared people knowing about me most are now what make me the most friends. Absolutely. No, it's all about our honest, like people want vulnerability, authenticity, and, and they want to know the truth. So when I decided to do this, like you, I just threw my, you know, I don't know social media. I just threw everything up there. I don't give a shit with makeup, without makeup, crying, not like, here's my journey. Share my journey. This is what it's going to look like. I don't care if you don't think it looks pretty. Yeah. Detox isn't pretty. No, nor is life in general. People try and fix. Yes, they do. And but just remember, this is interesting. Somebody said something to me about the haters and what people do. And I said to myself, you know what? Remember this. The haters are looking to. Yeah. And if you have captivated the haters, you're doing something very, very well. And I think the haters are just those people who are angry and need that seed planted just as much as anybody else. And when they choose to water it, they'll remember who who planted it. And some people. Because you're vulnerable enough that you're brave enough to share your shit on social media because yep. they want to, or, you know, it's, so many, has- I mean, how many times have you shared your detox story? Who else heard that story that you just told me? Um, how many people? Probably not too many on the fact of the detox portion. Cause it's all about the recovery. 
Right. And actually you are, every person says the same thing. And I don't want to interrupt you, but everyone says, you know, nobody's ever asked me that, or I don't think I've ever shared that. And that's so freeing for you. Yeah. So it's, uh, I'm really happy that what you do, it's, you're such an inspiration. It's, um, you, you've really conquered more than most people have truly. Um, And to turn yourself into a fitness guru is like, I mean, you know, it's, it's, um, it's passion, right? So stay fit, save the kids, educate. Yeah. That's, that's, we do the same thing. I I mean, I would love to work with you down the road, doing something else, a different project. I, I, we have very similar minds as the way we think. Um, And I, I hope that you'll come back on the show or, wherever this takes me to, to join. Cause you know, you, you really know what you're doing and it's, it's amazing to watch. I I'm very, very humbled that you were able to come and talk with me today. The opportunity. I like that. Well, thank you. And I, I hope that, um, that every time you walk into a school, you remind another kid that they don't want to do anything that they shouldn't. Yeah. I try. You, you definitely do. All right, Rob. Well, thank you again for joining us. And I appreciate your time. And I will um, let you know when you will be out on out, out there for everybody to see. <laughs>